Welcome to the We Need to Talk podcast. My name is Grace Presley, and I am a storyteller, writer, artist, and truth seeker. I firmly believe that the deeper we step into our truth, the more universal we find our stories to be. My inspired intention with this podcast is to hold space for you and your vulnerable yet inspiring stories. I invite you to come as you are, peel back the layers, and know that your story is worth loving. Join me each week as I share powerful interviews and inspiring stories with women that not only have found their voice, they have set aside their should-bes and not good enoughs and are standing in their truth. These women, are you and you have that incredible power inside of you as well it's right there can you feel it hey guys um welcome back to the we need to talk podcast i um have somebody very special here today is is here and actually um we are going to be co-hosting this podcast together i'm so excited about it i think it's gonna be so so powerful for you guys to hear um, two women having candid conversations about the power of not only our stories and how they intersect and the power they have the power to heal and and connect with you all, but also um, hold uh, you know this sacred space uh, for the women that come on and um, interview, and so you guys get to listen to just the power of those stories and the, these women and Kimberly and I having these conversations. So. Welcome, Kimberly. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be doing this with you, especially yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Our stories are so, obviously they're different, but they're so similar in so many manners that I think initially, you know, even initially when we met, when we were first learning about each other, you know, it was like an instance, it, we instantly connected mm-hmm. through the power of our stories. And that that power would have never actually happened if we had never shared them. And so, you know, it's yes. this, which is just so amazing. So um, I think, you know, we should probably tell people perhaps a little bit about those pieces. Well, let's, let, let's talk about like how we met first of all. And then, you know, we can talk about, about our story um, a little bit and how they intersect. Yeah. So I was actually your second, was I, was I the second episode on this? <laughs> yeah, you the second episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we met through our brand and business coach, Amber Lily Eastrom, and we were in her mastermind together. And I remember I, you were in the mastermind before I joined. And so when I joined, I just kind of saw, you know, I looked at your profile and kind of saw what you were doing. And then you had this thing, a story worth loving. And immediately I was like, oh my gosh, because I have Moxie the Label, a statement t-shirt company. And the tagline is tell your story, find your Moxie. And I have this blog that's actually really similar to this podcast called Tell Your Story. And I feature other women's stories of their struggle and then how they got out of that struggle and how they were able to lead a life full of, you know, love and abundance and joy and fun. Uh, and so we just really, really aligned with our big missions and our purpose in this world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember seeing, um, you know, tell your story and Moxie the label for the first time. And I thought like, I needed to know you. (laughs) Obviously we're in the mastermind together, but I was so excited um, when we were actually in person together to be able Mm to share that and kind of connect over that. And, and, you know, that resonates so deeply with us, I think, 
because of the things, one, the things we, we went through, but we also know the power that it holds to mm-hmm. share our story and to connect on that level. And so it's gone from, it's amazing how it has gone from like in the span of not even 12 months quite yet to, yeah. you know, deciding to like choose yes, like choose ourselves and say yes to that, to build um, up to this point of like co-hosting a podcast together and like everything that filters. Oh, no. that. It's just yeah. like, like mind blown, like what is possible when yeah. you start kind of just like standing up for your dreams by saying yeah. yes to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and this would have never happened. Um, I think if either of us had never taken that initial sh- like step to, to even share our story, to share our yeah. truth. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was probably even for me, I mean, so we said yes, you know, I, I said yes to making my, my business, my, my brand become a reality a little less than a year ago, but it wasn't even that much longer, like that much further back in time where I started to tell my story. I think it was maybe at the beginning of 2017 that I remember like I, I had this, I had these like urges to use my Instagram as sort of a personal journal and to share more of my story on that platform. I just love Instagram. It's like the beauty of the photograph. I'm really into photography. I know you're really into photography. Um, and so I remember I posted like a declar a post of declaration where I was like, I'm was, it was, I was so nervous and I was like, I'm going to start using this platform, you know, to start sharing my story. I've kind of shared a little bit of like bits and pieces, but this is going to be like a full on intentional. This is what my account is going to be about. And I was so scared. Um, which seems so funny to me now that I was so scared to talk about it because it's just like so normal to me now. Yeah. But that was like at the beginning of 2017, maybe in like the spring or March or something like that. Yeah. So, so much could happen in that time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, gosh, I don't remember like, or I, I mean, I do remember the first post I kind of put out, out there. And that was like, like waving through like, like the separation and the divorce and like little Mm -hmm. things like that. And, and, and just using Instagram, like it's such a beautiful platform to be able to one craft your story, like through photos and words, mm-hmm. but the, like the power of connection through there is, is so amazing. Like I, I, like even just social media in general, but I love Instagram to be able to do that and to connect with people. And so I think we're super like parallel there too. Yeah. And, and that, but, um, I want to know, like, um, I want to let the listeners know, I already know this, um, you know, part of your story, um, that perhaps that, you know, they don't know and like how ours intersect there, like, like why, you know, why we felt so compelled to share it, you know, like, because it's so significant, like trauma and PTSD and like how that's essentially crafted you into this person you are today, like this badass businesswoman, you know, sharing your story, like changing lives, you know, allowing yourself to forgive yourself, um, and Mm -hmm. forward and that power while also not like 
necessarily going back into that story, but you know, this happened to you, but it does not define you kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to remember, you know, cause our stories are so complex and there's so many layers to it. So it's, how do you even tell your full story within like an hour podcast? So I can't even remember exactly. I mean, you interviewed me and I can't remember exactly what parts of my story I shared there. But I will say the reason why this is so important to me is because regardless of all of the trauma that happened in my life, and there's a, there's a lot of different incidences and a lot of different types of trauma that happen, I always felt like my voice was silenced. Mm-hmm. And it started at a really young age uh, as, a, as a kid and, and having my voice dismissed because I was a kid, because I was really young. And then as I grew older, having my voice dismissed because I was a woman and, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a man. And, and so really being okay with knowing that people are going to be annoyed with me for telling my story or maybe not like that I am as open as I am for whatever reasons that they cite, you know, it's, it's really just like a, I think a a fear on their end um, about who they are, but, but owning that and knowing that I can still be, me and be loved and give love while telling my story and also knowing that people may not like it or may want to silence me but still doing it anyways um and then and then what you said about the um not identifying with the story you know I was actually I actually just went on a walk this morning and I did a little voice recording because I was like getting like a, a download and I was like I need to like remember this I like was walking and like recording this this memo to myself about the difference between telling your story and letting your story tell you. So there's this song out right now. I can't remember who sings it. It's like, please excuse my voice, but (laughs) she like screams out and she's like, I'm bad in love. You know, do you know that song? It's like a really popular song right now. And every time I hear it, I think sister, if you keep going around saying that you're bad at love, you're going to be bad at love, right? Yeah. You can't just keep saying that over and over again. Like, well, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm, you know, this, I'm that. So like it defines who I am. Uh, but then it's, I think that that can get really confusing because you're like, but I want to tell my story, but now you're telling me not to tell my story. Like, you, you know, and so where there's like a little bit of like a confusion in that, I think for people. And I think the difference is, is that you, when you tell your story, you have to learn how to become unattached to your story and not identifying with the story, right? So if you go around saying, I'm bad at love, I can't do this because I'm bad at love. I'll never find love because I'm bad at love. I'll never be loved because I'm bad at love. That's an identity. But if you go around and share the experiences that you've had, what you felt like, what happened afterwards, and and do it in a way that empowers you and you're not identifying with it, that's, that's where the magic happens. Because then somebody else can hear your story and see themselves in it and then see how you're not attached to it and you're leading a life full of love and joy and abundance. And then they can see what's possible for themselves as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many good things in that. There's like four things. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the first thing is I, oh my gosh, I resonate so much with your voice feeling silenced. Like, holy cow, mm. do not saying like the shit that was happening to me for so yeah. long. Well, not just my eating disorder, but during my marriage, um, him saying, you know, nobody will ever believe you. And like, oh my gosh, the power of your voice to actually speak out loud these things that were happening and somebody saying, Grace, I believe you. That was so powerful, like using your voice in that manner. And, and, um, oh gosh, I forgot what else you just said, but, um, as far as like not identifying with it, like that, that basically holds everything, you know, for a long time, um, I had on my Instagram account, I had on there and I, I identified with it. So, um, you know, divorced or single mom or, um, or domestic violence survivor, that kind of thing. And, um, I was, I never felt like I, by telling the truth of what happened, um, that I was in a victim mode because telling the truth is not the same thing as like being a victim, but I was still identifying with that story, like allowing those points to like tell who I was. And so from this place now, um, Yes, that is part of my story, but I, it does not define me, nor do I identify with it anymore. It has shaped me, sure, and it has shaped now that I'm at this point that I can love, mm -hmm. um, but you're so right in that you say, like, like, what you tell yourself about yourself, and if you're still in that place where you allow it to, um, to identify you, then you're going to identify with it, and it's going to shape shape it's not going to allow you to continue to grow you know right because you'll make decisions we make our decisions yeah. our, our habits are based out of uh, out of who we think we are yeah, and the image that we hold of ourselves. yeah so if we think that we're somebody who is bad at love we'll make decisions from the perspective of someone who is bad at love but if we think yeah. that we can grow out of that and can be, you know, good at communication and make good de decisions about who to spend our time with, then you'll make those decisions based off out of that place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to say something about like, go back to your point of when your voice was silenced and I'm just imagining, you know, you're in this marriage. It's like, it's not just a mental place. It's like a literal physical place that you are in where your voice doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And is silenced. And, and it's, it's your entire environment. It's, it's visceral. Like you can touch it. It's like, it's the house that you're in. It's like the, the things like around you that it's, it's that entire space. And so I think that what's really powerful about podcasts about social media is that when somebody finds himself literally in like a, not literally, but in a physical space where their voice doesn't matter, social media and like a podcast can pierce through that and can shine light into an otherwise very closed off uh, environment where your voice doesn't matter and it can shine light into that place and say, actually your voice does matter, which, I, which is what I love about social media and which is what I love about podcasting that we can just have a little, a little say and get into people's lives in that way. Yeah. And how powerful is it now? Like podcasting is essentially your voice. Like here we are, talking, <laughs> you know, like, like it's, it's actually our voices. Yeah. Yeah. 
How powerful is that? Like being silenced for so long and now taking those things that were so painful and actually like speaking them out into the world and into the ears of the listeners who um, maybe they are in that state or maybe um, maybe they've gone through something in their past or their story or something like that. But being able to like physically speak it out loud and say that when it was silenced for so long, like there's so much power in that. Um, and that and, and, you know, and Instagram and social media and it's what has allowed us to connect. Like, I love it so much. Yeah. I think social media gets a really bad rap, but I think that it is whatever you make it to be. And I, I just, I personally don't see my life without social media because to me, social media is love and it's connection and it's friendships and it's, you know, creating space for not only my story, but others, other people's stories. And there's yeah. something really powerful in that. I think too, you know, harping on social media and our stories, um, like we don't have, um, not yearbooks. Um, what am I thinking of? You know, just picture books anymore. We don't mm-hmm. have like memory books. Like yeah. we go and like maybe some people still do. Um, like and print out their photos. And- yeah, a photo book to like go and flip through. Like our diaries and like our photo books are Instagram. They are mm-hmm. social media. Like we're writing that for like the future future that's what everybody's turning to you know our children our future generations if it's still here then or whatever the next big thing is but like that's where people are going to go look and like find the stories of our lives and so that's another reason why it's so important you know to me because I know I'm writing these stories and like documenting it there and not only allowing like um friends, not just followers, but like friends to be able to view that, but then for future generations to, to see that or to come back to that. Or on another note too, like, um, you know, if if a friend, um, if they're no longer with us, passes away, you know, I, I had, um, somebody I love very close to me die not too long ago, a couple years ago. And like, I'll find myself going back to his Facebook. Like those are, you know, the only, uh, I memories where I can go, you know, and like, yeah, it's like a time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. And find like those stories or just like, you know, when you find yourself missing them. So who knows where it'll be in a couple of years, but you know, if you're not, if you're not sharing your story, whether it's with yourself or perhaps in person with friends, or if it's not on social media, you know, when you get to that point where you want to leave something of your legacy, you know, where, where is it going to be? And I, you know, that's different for everybody, but I found it so just so amazing to be able to do that through social media and connect with so many amazing people. Yeah. It's really, uh, it's really cathartic. It's really kind of like, like therapy in a lot of ways of just being seen and being supported, you know, of course there's, there's, it's not all positive, but I think it's mostly positive. Yeah. And you, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. You talked about, um, people not being okay with sharing your story. That was one mm-hmm. of the points. And you know what I found? I have only had one person not be okay with sharing my story. And I bet you can guess that's who that is. <laughs> it's my ex-husband. He's the only one. And, um, I have never had anybody on social media come to me and, you know, 
it may happen. I'm sure it will eventually, but um, say anything bitter in the sense of sharing my story, except for him. Um, but he is not capable of moving out of that place of and turning that into love. You know, maybe he will be. I don't know, but um, still staying stuck in that mindset in that space. Mm -hmm. You know, that of into something bigger. So um, I've not really had anybody, anybody do that besides just one person. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there are people who are fearful of that. You know, what will they think of me? What, you know, I'm going to share my story and this is super shameful or super embarrassing. Like the, there's a picture that I posted, you know, <laughs> in the throes of my eating disorder and it's so embarrassing to put out there. But once I, I did it, it's, it, it kind of removes a little bit of, of that. Yeah. There's so much fear surrounding just that shameful part of ourselves. However, when you do that, you'll realize that other people hold those stories as well. And it gives them permission um, to do the same, to, to share. Um, and I think to realize that you can heal in sharing your story. Yeah, that's actually really, I'm so happy that it was just the one person for you. <laughs> like, you know, and, and hopefully, hopefully for his, his own soul's sake, he's able to change that and shift that in the future. But, you know, yeah, I don't know what my mother thinks about like sharing my story. Like, I, I think, you know, <laughs> I think she, she of course supports it, but, um, I, you know, I think it makes her a little bit sad too, at the same time, you know, to, to see all of that kind of stuff on there, but it's also, yeah it's super cathartic for me and powerful and to be able to connect with so many people on that level of showing that vulnerability. Yeah, I actually, so I had shared that I had been raped and I hadn't actually ever, I, I guess I didn't really think about it, but I, I hadn't actually told my mom that. And yeah. so she found out about it for the first time reading about it on Instagram, yeah. which she actually never said anything to me. And it was my sister who told me that my mom like had called her or texted her and was like, did you know this? And yeah, that was kind of like a learning experience to me that, you know, I, I felt kind of bad afterwards. I mean, it was just, it was coming from a place of empowerment to me and, and a, a good intentioned place. But I was like, Oh, yeah, that would be really hard as a mother to like find that out on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, you know, I'm not perfect at it. And, and this whole process of learning how to be vulnerable while still being a good person and in alignment with your values. Uh, it's just, you know, sometimes you, you stumble a little bit. And I think that that for me was like a little bit of a, a stumble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and just you know, like kind of dipping your toes in the water and learning or what, mm -hmm. what feels good to you? What looks good to you? What, what, you know, it, I think Glennon Doyle says it, um, often about, um, you know, you're telling your story from a place where they're still not open wounds, you know, like it can't mm -hmm. be, be something that, um, Karen Kenny says it too, that Kenny, it can't be hot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there, I mean, I still have so many stories that I've not shared, um, because it still comes from that place of being really painful and, you know, like I can reflect on it and it'll just bring me to tears. And so I'm not ready to share that yet, but it does, it takes a little bit of learning and what feels good. And also like 
I think it's going to be share, or scary like anytime you share those vulnerable parts with yourself, but you have to share that from a scar, you know, not just like an open wound. It has yeah. to be something that has, that has healed like within yourself, within your heart, you know. Yeah, because then it's like if you're sharing it from like an open wound, the the energy that you're sharing, if if I can get woo a little bit, yeah, <laughs> it's like when you're sharing it from a place of healing, the energy that you're sharing is healing. But if you're sharing it from a place of pain, the energy that you're sharing is pain. Yeah. And, and so we want to be really careful about what type of energy it is that we're we're sharing with other people. If we want this to be a compassionate, loving world, then that's the energy that we need to share is compassion and love. Yeah, absolutely. I actually deleted an Instagram post not too long ago because it was coming from like just irritation and like anger. And I was like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. That, that didn't feel good. And so I deleted it and that's okay. You know, it's fine to, mm-hmm. to be able to like go back and reflect on that. But it's also super powerful to be able to recognize that. that yeah. I mean, yeah. like I'm able to do that now rather than just a couple of years ago. I, one, I probably wouldn't have shared that, but two, it wouldn't have come to that, that place of like reflection and realizing that's where it came from. Yeah. And then I think it's really important to forgive yourself for feeling that irritation or, you know, cause I, I struggle with I struggle with allowing myself to feel angry. And so if I do show anger, I, I immediately feel shame and embarrassment. So I've been really working on, you know, and I don't, I can't remember a specific time, but I know I've posted something before where I was like angry and then I deleted it. But, but recognizing that like, okay, that's not like my highest self. And so <laughs> let me, it's okay. And it's okay that I'm angry. I just don't want to share that out you know, with the world. So I'm just going to take that back for me and, and, you know, on my end internally, be able to like process that and, and figure out, you know, how I want to go about that situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to know too, and I, I know the listeners would love to know like what we have in store for this podcast, like what we like want yeah. it to look like and, and, you know, have, have them feel when they're listening to it, but kind of like walk away with, um, with after they're done listening to episodes. And, you know, for me, um, initially, you know, we need to talk. So we need to talk, um, instantly creates this like uncomfortable feeling. You know, if your parents ever came to you and said, you know, Kimberly, we need to talk or <laughs> like, a boyfriend or, you know, whoever, a friend. And you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> What's this be about? And then you have like all those stories run through your head basically. Mm-hmm. And so that idea came to me, um, as far as also sharing your stories, you know, we do need to talk and we need to like dip into those uncomfortable places and remove the shame surrounding that or the stigma surrounding that. So it's not Mm -hmm. so uncomfortable anymore. And so, um, originally, you know, I had this idea, but then I thought it would be so powerful to be able to bring in a co-host and, you know, two women talking back and forth like this, I feel like it's so much more powerful than just like having me talk about, you know, different, different topics or whatever, because then as a listener, listening into women actually have these sacred conversations, um, Mm -hmm. is so powerful. Like women 
do have these conversations and, and it's possible to have these conversations, you know, surrounding our stories or surrounding like really hard, hard things in our life or really hard truths or anything in that manner. Yeah. You know, what came up for me when you were talking about two women just sharing our stories was I think one of the very first memories I have of sharing my story and it was with another woman another girl and we she was giving me a ride home after work one night and I remember we sat in her car and I don't even know how we got started but but I just like cracked open and started sharing my life with her and she just totally like held space for me and it was the very first time that I remember feeling seen and supported and it was freeing it was it was like freedom because I had never felt like that before. And that was probably almost eight years ago, maybe like seven years ago. And that was such a powerful feeling. And that was just what came up for me. Yeah. Like it's so, those conversations happen, but I don't think that they happen enough or that people don't recognize that they do happen as often as they do. And so that would, that for me with this podcast is to, to highlight that, that, that these conversations are so important and, and join in on our conversation with the two of us, but then also start having those conversations in you know, your own life. Yeah. Like literal space holding is so, I, I didn't realize that that was something that was possible when I was at my rock bottom, but um, realizing that um, like having those conversations and that just the idea of holding space um, Mm -hmm. is so powerful. And so that doesn't mean, you know, we we talk about it in like the personal development world, like holding space for somebody, but I, I don't think everybody understands that term. And so holding space for somebody does not mean that you have to fix them. It does mm-hmm. not mean that you have to find a solution. It does not mean, um, you know, that you have to give any advice or any input, but it's literally just uh, allowing that person to be, to feel, to think, to voice, to um, do what they need to do in that moment and just being there with them, not not in their, <laughs> not in their, um, in their mess or trying to fix that mess, but just being parallel to them and, and listening. And I think that's so powerful um, to be able to do that here. Yeah. Um, but I also think you have to come from a place too of being able to do that for yourself before you can do that for other people too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something I didn't, I never realized um, that one that I wasn't doing two that I needed or three that like other people could do that for me. And in return, I could do that for them, you know, eventually, but that comes through, you know, personal development and growth and, and choice and mindset and forgiveness and purpose, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, actually. So Brene, I can't remember which one of her books, but, um, Highly recommend Brene Brown for anybody out there listening that has not read any of her books. I love her. She's like, I I worship at the altar of Brene Brown. But um, so in one of her books, she talks about how she always, because she's like the eldest child, she always wanted to be the person to help other people and to help them with their issues or be there for them when they needed her. But she was never willing to be on the other side of that, to be on the receiving side of that. And she realized, I I can't remember exactly how she worded it, but she realized that 
there, she wasn't willing to be on the receiving end of the help because she was still judging that position. And Um, there was still like a level of judgment of, of being like, well, I'm strong and I'm the rock and that gives me significance and importance and meaning in my life. And if I'm not, then then I'm, I'm not important or I'm not significant. And so if I get help, then what does that say about me? So she realized that she was actually judging, uh, that she was actually judging the people that she was helping, not really in like a conscious way, but in like a, you know, way deep beneath the layers and letting go of that judgment so that she could then be on the receiving end of help and support, um, you know, and letting that be an equal exchange of energy and love. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. I I love Brene Brown too. (laughs) For anybody, um, just even starting out and, you know, if you don't understand perhaps all of this or where to go, um, just picking up one of her books, so much light into uh, just a way of thinking that we're not necessarily, you know, accustomed to. And as far as like shame goes and releasing fear and judgments and holding space for people. Yes. Brene Brown literally changed my life. I was on an airplane home from Australia and it was like 26 hour flight. And I had just gone through like a traumatic breakup over in Australia and I devoured Brene Brown's book. And I think maybe even like started reading it again (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that was like a huge, huge turning point for me was reading her book as I sat on that flight home. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can imagine. I don't remember when I first picked up her book, but, um, it's just, it, I've got so many of them, you know, I, I've read them multiple times too. It's just like, becomes like that and like a course in miracles and a return to love. Like it becomes like, like everything, you know, that I need to read. I mean, I, I've been studying A Course in Miracles, but I haven't read A Return to Love. I definitely, oh, yeah. I definitely yeah. need to read that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, you know, for listeners out there, we're, we, are, we are so excited, you know, to be able to, you know, hold this space for mm-hmm. you guys and to be able to, to, have these sacred conversations, to have these stories, to, you know, hopefully help you not feel so alone in, in whatever you're feeling and um, in the stories of your past and the stories of your present, whatever it is. And, um, you know, to have these conversations between, you know, you and me, Kimberly, but also bring in women who um, have done it themselves too, you know, who have stepped through, um, you know, those stories, like you can't go around it. You can't go around the mess. Like you have to go through the mess and make that mess mean something like your message, your meaning, you know, your pain and your purpose, all of those kind of things. Um, and, and so bring to you guys women who have also done that as well. And that is so powerful. Um, to be able to hear those conversations. I think that's not something that I ever, you know, would have realized when I was in the rock bottom of my mess, that that was something people were actually doing, you know, because it was mm-hmm. so embarrassing and shameful. So um, I'm yeah. so looking forward to being able to do that and to connect with listeners and hopefully, you know, connect with people like in real time too, through that as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I think, 
I think what's really vital to this whole process is to recognize that there's light through, through it, not when you go around it and when you avoid it, but when you go through it and you, and you process it, there's light at the other end. I also want to say right now that can we just vision board this? Uh, let's have Brene Brown on the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yes. yes, we're vision boarding that like right now. <laughs> it will happen. It'll totally happen. She's going to be like, oh yeah, we do need to talk ladies. So <laughs> that would be incredible. So yeah. yeah, well, yay. We're so excited you guys are here. And so excited to be able to, you know, to take this journey with you guys and to, you know, tell stories and to hopefully to hear yours as well for anybody that's listening or struggling or, um, you know, that this resonates with you and, um, and, and you want to get in on, (laughs) on, on the, we need to talk, you know, movement here. So we would love that. Yes, we would. Hey guys, we need to talk. I just wanted to take a moment and thank you so much for being here, for being part of this incredible, amazing tribe and just amazing community. You know, it takes a lot for somebody to be able to be vulnerable and to share their stories in this manner. And it also takes a lot for somebody to be able to listen and to hold space and that's you. And so thank you for that. And if you find yourself needing help, if you find yourself wanting to connect on a deeper level, if you find yourself just wanting to reach out and talk to either me or Kimberly, please do not hesitate to do so. Um, That's available to you guys and so many avenues. And we love hearing from you. And if you have a moment, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review and let us know what you think. You know, your thoughts are important to us. Your stories are important to us. And we love hearing from you. Until next time.